Yes, 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 yes. Welcome to another interesting episode of All Things Basketball Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, Coach Luke. How's everybody doing out there in basketball land today? Well, we're here, baby, and we're going to continue to roll at All Things Basketball Podcast. We're not going to stop this grind. We're going to continue, continue, and continue. Well, let's get into episode 57, people. Episode 57, man, three from 60. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing, all right? Episode 57, down to four. The name of episode 57, people, down to four. And I think everybody in basketball land kind of knows what I mean by down to four. But like you know, Coach Luke likes to do it, as always. I ease right into the topic of the episode a little later on in the show. All right, well, let's get into episode 57, people. All right, but before we get into episode 57, we got to tap in. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. All right. And basketball season, the NBA is getting ready to open up their training camps. I'm very excited about that. But let's get into our topics for this episode, people. Starting out at the OKC building, that man, Chris Paul, he's ready. He's ready. He's going to be in training camp. And now, you know, uh, when he requested to be traded from OKC, he stated that he didn't want to play one day in the building. Well, Chris Paul has kind of changed his tune. Again, he's towards the end of his career, all right? He's looking at all kinds of different endorsements. He's also looking at the Hall of Fame. Your eyes start to look at the Hall of Fame after you've been in the league 12 to 15 years. You start transcending up, and you start looking at retirement. And, of course, when Tris Paul starts to look at retirement, he doesn't really want any hiccups in his career, and he hasn't had any hiccups and he doesn't want to start now. And so I believe right now it's quiet on the Chris Paul front, as well as his representation has gotten a little bit more quiet about being traded. Now, of course, Chris Paul definitely still wants to be traded, but I think they're taking the diplomatic approach. They're going to attend. Well, not they. He's going to attend training camp in the OKC building and start the season as the OKC Thunder. And there's nothing really wrong with that. They've got a nice young group, and of course, Chris Paul will be able to help that young group improve because he's still got a lot of talent in the tank. I think Chris Paul can still play maybe three, possibly four strong years before you start seeing a decline in his ability. But right now, he can still play some basketball. He's still one of the top point guards in the game. And so OKC is blessed to have him in the building. He's, he's definitely going to perform at a high, high level and give it his all every single night as he did his whole career. And so coming out of that OKC building, again, it's quiet with Chris Paul. We already stated that he wanted to trade and he didn't want to show up uh, in the OKC building and put on that uniform. But right now, we haven't heard anything, and training camp is next week. So I definitely believe that Chris Paul 
will show up to training camp like a good show soldier, excuse me, and perform at a high, high level in the OKC building until something happens for him, until he's able to get a trade. And he's going to do it classy, very classy, like he always has been, a classy professional. And so that's what's happening out the OKC building with one Chris Paul. He will show up to training camp from what Coach Luke is hearing, and he will perform at a high, high level. Well, if anybody watched those WNBA playoff games last night, they saw two excellent games, man. But right now, we're talking about a little bit of a crazy event in that Las Vegas game, that Las Vegas and Washington game. Well, the whining minutes, uh, Vegas was losing by one point, all right? And, um, you know, head coach Bill Lambert signaled to the referee, timeout. Actually, he looked at the, the referee looked at coach Bill Lambert and I don't know whether the referee saw him, didn't see him, but he did not um, initiate the timeout for the Las Vegas Ace. And they wound up going down and uh, taking a heave at a shot and lost the game by one point. Las Vegas Ace lost the game by one point, And I mean, Coach Lambert was livid. He actually believes that the referee looked at him saw him signal the timeout sign and did nothing about it. And he's filing a serious complaint. You can hear, you can read his lips if you were watching the game. He says, I'm filing a complaint. I'm filing a complaint because you saw me signal a timeout and you wouldn't give it to me. Well, later on in Bill Lambert's press conference, he did state that that play didn't decide the game. Him not getting the timeout didn't decide the game but he definitely wanted a few more seconds so he could draw up a play for a better last second shot. And Bill Lambert was very livid about this situation. To me, I watched the game, people, and it actually looked like the referee looked him off. It looked like the referee looked him off, but then, you know, the refs are human too, and and, and in a heated moment, maybe the ref didn't see him. You know, no one talked to the referee, I actually don't know that particular ref's name, so I won't single that referee out. There's three referees that are on the floor, and they're human, and they make mistakes also. And so Bill Lambert definitely stated that that play did not uh, um, decide the game. Players decide the game, like most coaches know, but he definitely wanted to draw up a last-second shot, and he didn't have that opportunity, and he was livid. Very livid. And so I'm, I'm feeling like, hey, you know, it's 1-0 for the Washington Mystics and the, and the uh, best of five. And so, you know, hey, the, the ace got to come out. They're my pick to win it all, baby. They're my pick to win it all, man. And they got a strong, strong team, you know. Also, he felt that uh, Kelsey Plum was fouled by Elena Deladon on that last shot. So there's a few little things that went on in the game at the end of the game that Coach Bill Lambert is very, very upset with. But as he does know that, hey, those two incidents does not, uh, um, those two things in the game do not decide the game. The players have to definitely decide the game, but he definitely wanted a foul on the last play on the late Adela Don, and then he also wanted his timeout to be given to him so he could set up a much better play. 
some strange moves at the end of the game. But hey, they got to come out tomorrow night, the Las Vegas Ace, and play ball and make sure none of these things come back to bite them in the back. And so it's 1-0 Washington Mystics going into tomorrow night's game. Once again, tap in, baby. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. All right. Elena Deladon, baby. In my eyes, I believe she's the MVP of the WNBA this season. She's done it all, man. And I tell you what, last night, the Las Vegas Ace put her through it on the defensive end. She made some difficult shots, runners, spinners, turnarounds. They were all over. A lot of times they were double teaming her. And she still performed at a high, high level. And in Coach Luke's eyes, I really feel Elena Deladon will be named the WNBA MVP for this season. And she was on display last night. An excellent, excellent talent Elena Deladon is. She was on display. She also broke the all-time playoff free throw record last night. I think at 80. I think the, the record was 78. And she had 80 straight free throws in the playoffs. Okay, and so Elena Deladon... I believe will be named WNBA MVP very shortly. But I tell you what, excellent, excellent game. Excellent, excellent game. It was a wonderful game. And so Elena Deladon is is, is just phenomenal. She's got to be, got to be one or one B as far as the best player in the WNBA right now. You know, she's got to be. Either you're going to name her the number one player in the league or 1B, because she can really do it all, man. On a basketball court, Elena Deladon is phenomenal, man. she got great footwork, great shot, a very strong defender. She has no weaknesses, man. This player has no weaknesses, and she's phenomenal, man. So in our eyes right here at All Things Basketball Podcast, I don't know about anybody else, I believe Elena Deladon will be named WNBA MVP in a short form. All right. We got that L.A. situation happening, man. The L.A. um, Lakers are really trying to move hard on one Andre Iguodala. Well, you know Andre Iguodala is still on the Memphis Grizzlies, and they really want to keep him. But Andre Iguodala has already said he wants to continue his career on an upswing. Not a rebuild. No disrespect to the Memphis Grizzlies, as Andre Iguodala said, but he wants to continue his career on the upswing, meaning he wants to go to a team that definitely has a chance to win the NBA title. I think he's used to it because he's coming from Golden State and he's used to at least vying or fighting for a chance at an NBA championship. And so... Right now, the teams that are interested in Andre Iguodala are the L.A. Clippers, the L.A. Lakers, the Houston Rockets, 
and the Portland Trailblazers. All teams that have a great opportunity to win the championship. All four teams have a great opportunity to win this year's championship. But it's looking more and more like Andre Iguodala, who started his uh, season in a Memphis Grizzlies uniform with training camp starting next week. And you know, Andre Iguodala is a consummate pro. He's not going to make that many waves. He's definitely not making the waves that Chris Paul is making to move out of OKC. And so Andre Iguodala will show up to camp. There's never been a question about that. He's a class act, and Chris Paul is too, and that's why he's showing up. But I tell you, Andre Iguodala will be moved. We don't know when, but we definitely know he'll be moved. And those are the front runners for Andre Iguodala. As I stated before, you have both L.A. teams. You have the Houston Rockets and the Portland Trailblazers. And, um, you know, those are the teams that are really pushing hard. Uh, from what I understand, the Lakers are the front runner because they seem to be knocking on his door constantly. And if the Lakers nab Andre Iguodala, it kind of evens it out. You know Coach Luke favors the Clippers because of the bench play, but with Andre Iguodala coming off of the Laker bench, it kind of evens it out, and I wouldn't know who to pick between the Lakers and the Clippers as far as being the front runner in that Western Conference. And then Portland is a team you have to watch because they went pretty far last year, and if they acquire Andre Iguodala as well as Houston, it gives these teams a notch. Andre Iguodala is still box office, man. And I'm going to tell you, he's a clutch, clutch performer when it counts. And so that's what's going on with Andre Iguodala. Four teams still very, very interested for his services. Once again, tap in, baby. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. It really is. It's for you. Let's go. All right. We got that AAU profile, baby, in the building. Wonderful, wonderful young lady for our AAU profile. Coming out of Tennessee, all right? I believe the Chattanooga area, okay? A wonderful, wonderful lady, all right? And what I want to state about this young lady, her name is Carmilla Cardoza, all right? She is attending um, H.H. Christian uh, Academy out of Tennessee, okay? She's in her senior year, okay? She attends H.H. Christian Academy, all right? And her... um. Her AAU outfit is FBC. She's 6'6". And I'm going to tell you one thing about this young lady. She can do it all, man. And she's already stated that she can't wait to get to the WNBA. Like Coach Luke said, there's going to be a lot of young ladies that will not go the customary four years of college. All right? The number one pick this year. We watched her perform at a high, high level last Last night, Jackie Young, she did two years at Notre Dame, and now she's in the WNBA semifinals, balling out. But we're kind of getting off because we're talking about Camilla Cadoza, our AAU profile. Like I said, she's 6'6", and her AAU outfit is FBC. 
Very phenomenal player, and she can't wait to get to the WNBA. A lot of people feel she can play in the WNBA right now, today. And so that's our NBA profile for this Wednesday show, man. Camilla Cardoza, H.H. Christian Academy out of Chattanooga, Tennessee. She's 6'6", all right, and her AAU pro, I mean her AAU team is the FBC. Wonderful, wonderful situation. This young lady can ball, man. And you might see her in the WNBA in maybe a year or so. You might see her in the WNBA in maybe a year or so because she really doesn't want to go the customary four years of college. Beautiful, beautiful situation. Well, we're about to get into the title of the show, people. Down to four. About to get into the title, down to four. Well, as you know, last night started the WNBA semifinals. We had the Washington Mystic against the Las Vegas Ace and the Connecticut Sun playing the L.A. Sparks. Two phenomenal games, all right? Two wonderful and phenomenal games, man. The WNBA playoff recap. And you know how Coach Luke feels about that WNBA Love it, love it, love it. All right, so the Mystic uh, beat the Ace 97-95. And as I said earlier in the podcast, there was a little couple of things in that game towards the end that it was a little shaky. And I'm not just saying that because I want the Ace to win because, again, they just got to bounce back and perform at a high, high level. I still pick the Las Vegas Ace to win it all. And then in the other game, the Connecticut Sun, 84, and the L.A. Sparks, 75. And the Mystics take a 1-0 lead of the best of five series, as well as the Connecticut Sun take a 1-0 lead in the best of five series. And I'm going to tell you, man, some barn burner basketball from the WNBA. They're really, really putting their leg on display. I just enjoyed sitting back watching these two games. A lot of superstars on display, man, you know, and a lot of players are balling, man. You're finding more and more superstars in the WNBA than we even imagine or that we even know, man. And I tell you what, the WNBA is on the rise, people, really on the rise. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a big, big fan. But if you sit back and watch all of the movements that's going on in the WNBA, you would agree with me. Don't miss the games tomorrow night, all right? Game two, Washington Mystics, Las Vegas Ace, all right? And the Connecticut Sun and the L.A. Spark, both game twos are the semifinals. And, of course, we're only down to four teams, people. We are only down now to four teams, and these four teams are the cream of the crop. These four teams right here are definitely the cream of the crop right now, man. You can't get no better basketball than what you're getting out the WNBA right now. I don't care if it's male or female leagues anywhere in the country. Right now, it's at a fever pitch, and the WNBA is putting on a great, great show for the American public and the world. Because, you know, it's been a long time since you've had this type of level of basketball from the women's side. I'm telling you. I mean, we definitely enjoy collegiate women's basketball. We definitely enjoy all women's basketball. There's a ton of 
professional leagues. But here, right now, in America, I can sit back and say my country is putting on an excellent display of women's basketball. The best display of women's basketball is really going on in the WNBA. And like Coach Luke said, you guys can't miss those two games tomorrow. They're definitely going to be bomb burners. The best of five, all right? The Mystic against the Ace and the Sun against the Spark, all right? Well, we've reached that point in the show, people. If you want to be a sponsor on the show or you want your ass to your company to be on the show, hit me up at All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram and leave me a message. If you go to my Facebook feed, hit me up at All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. Hit the email button, leave your information. Of course, I'll get right back to you. If you want to be a sponsor on the show or you want to ask to your company to be on All Things Basketball Podcast, those are the two areas and things that you have to do. Thank you very, very much. We're here now with the top five collegiate basketball players. Now, as you know, college basketball is coming up too. We keep talking about the WNBA and the NBA and the AAU, but here comes college basketball. So on All Things Basketball Podcast, we like to get a broad scope of everything. So not only will we be having a big show as far as the NBA preview, we're going to have a big show as far as the collegiate preview also. We're going to have, and of course, you know, I can't do it alone, so I'm going to have some heavy, heavy guests in both previews, college and NBA. Coach Luke cannot do it alone. I definitely am going to have a lot of guests coming in, giving their insight, great basketball minds, talking about how they feel about the NBA as well as the collegiate levels. And so right now, though, we're getting ready to jump into the um, top five collegiate basketball players uh, in the country. Top five collegiate basketball players in the country. Number one, Cassius Winston, Michigan State, baby. You know he do his thing. Number two, Marcus Howard. Number three, Miles Powell. Number four, James Weissman. And number five, my main man, Cole Anthony, University of North Carolina. One and done, baby. He's already on his way to the pros. Stamp his ticket. All right? And so that's the five. As I repeat, Cassius Winston, Marcus Howard, Miles Powell, James Weissman, and Cole Anthony. Those are the top five collegiate players in the country right now, and we will start doing our college preview. And like Coach Luke said, we're not only going to do our college preview, we're going to do our NBA preview because basketball's back, baby. Basketball is back. All right. Tap in. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. Well, we've got some bittersweet news, but we have to give it to you. Sean Livingston, 15-year veteran in the NBA, has announced his retirement. Most people know Sean Livingston 
from his heroics with the Golden State Warriors. He won three championships with the Golden State Warriors. But Sean Livingston has been around the league. He really has. He's been a consummate pro. All right. And as I stated, just a few, he's got three championship diamonds on his hand. So, you know, kudos to Sean Livingston. He's letting go of the game after 15 years, and he's moving on to better pastures as far as business and things of that nature. Family man, strong morals, very religious man. And I tell you, you know, he had a very horrific injury when he was with the L.A. Clippers. I tell you, I didn't think he would ever return. But he bounced back strong, okay? And he put, now I'm going to give you a list of some of the teams that Sean Livingston <laughs> has played for. I know I'm missing some teams, okay? I do. Well, of course, we're going to start with his most success. Three-time NBA champion with the Golden State Warriors. He also played for the L.A. Clippers. He played for the Brooklyn Nets. He played for the Miami Heat. He played for the OKC Thunder. He played for the Washington Wizards, okay? And so I know that I'm missing a few teams there. I really do. But again, we want to give a strong shout-out to Sean Livingston for 15 years of excellent service in the NBA. And I mean, to go 15 years in the league, people, you got to understand one thing. You're really taking care of your body. You're really working out on a regular basis. You're really doing all of the things right that you need to do to go 15 years. A lot of players don't go 15 years. And I know some people uh, earlier were saying, well, look at LeBron. Look at LeBron. 17 years. But do you know how much money, how much time LeBron puts into making himself better every year? Please, let's not get into it. But we're kind of getting off because we're talking about Sean Livingston. Kudos to Sean Livingston for having an excellent, excellent career. It was never up and down. He was always a steady, steady player. And, you know, you just got to clap your hands when it comes to a guy like this. You really do, man. If a lot of young ballers take a look at certain players, stop always looking at the superstars. Stop looking at the superstars and take a little dip down and look at a guy like Sean Livingston, a guy that's done it the right way his whole career, a guy that's done it 100% his whole career. Sean Livingston needs to be looked at and say, hey, if Sean Livingston can do it, if he can come from back from that horrific injury and perform the way he's performed, man, I got a shot. So you're giving uh, uh, yourself an opportunity to look at a guy that's not out the roof, a guy that's not a LeBron, a guy that's not a, a Kevin Durant, and saying to yourself, hey, as long as I work hard like Kevin, uh, Sean Livingston did, I can do it too. I have an opportunity too. And so we just, at All Things Basketball Podcast, want to give Sean Livingston a great round of applause for being a consummate pro. Once again, tap in, baby. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, 
download. Come on, people, all things basketball podcast is for you. Let's go. Well, episode 57, people. Episode 57. Down to four. It was a wonderful, wonderful episode. I can't thank my my listeners enough. I can't thank my listeners enough. All right? And I can't thank the, 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 the listeners that download, share, like. You know what I mean? I can't thank you guys enough. I definitely can't thank my staff here at All Things Basketball Podcast enough because you hold me down. Information is right here for me, right before every show, okay? And so, I mean, we do it here as a team. And so I'm not going to take all of the credit, but I'm going to take a little bit of the credit. I'll take a little bit of the credit. <laughs> I'd like to thank you guys for tuning in. Episode 57. Good night. God bless. <laughs>